Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The title of our podcast today is The Curious Case of Phineas Gage. Phineas Gage was a man who worked on a railroad and he had a large iron rod um, go through his skull. <laughs> <laughs> that was his claim to fame. So we're going to we're going to talk about his uh, his case. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, and but before we do, let me remind everyone that we are a uh, history, a true crime history podcast, and we use adult language. So if that offends you, then you might want to check out one of the other great podcasts out there that um, does not use adult language, such as They Walk Among Us or our friends at Insight. Um, but if you're okay with adult language and adult humor, then by all means, join us here as we talk about Phineas Gage. And if you like the adult language, uh, Timmy is me and Timmy are celebrities because we made appearances on Squirm. Yes, the and very, the latest very episode funny. is Timmy uh, going down to a brothel in Mexico. Yeah, please, let's don't get into that. They can listen if they'd like. I'm just giving them a teaser, Timmy. Uh, just I a see. teaser. Yeah, you're gonna you're you're making sure that I never get laid again. No, but, I think you do a pretty good job of that yourself. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But do check out Squirm. It's really funny. Uh, and our friends at uh, They Walk Among Us. Uh, season 2 has started. It's uh, the best podcast out there. But if you, you know, if you don't like, um, if you don't want the best, then <laughs> we invite you to listen to us. <laughs> yeah. If you, you know, sometimes you just get tired of steak, Timmy, and yeah. you want a hot dog. You want a McNugget. <laughs> you want a McNugget. <laughs> Exactly. We're the McNugget. We're the Big Mac of the, of yes. the fat p- podcasting world. You know, and, and I, I you put this on. You haven't been introduced yet, by the way. I know, but i got to chime in here because you're, you're on topic and I don't want to miss it. Okay. Um, last night I'm sitting at the table because I, I wanted to hear your, um, the They Walk Among Us. Right. new show. Yeah. yeah. Episode and, uh, two of season two. Season two. Yeah. And, uh, and. And my wife, Renee, looks at me and she says, well, you know, if you're going to do a fake accent, because you know how Ben's voice is. Yeah, it's Ben from They Walk Alone. <sighs> Ben's voice. But anyway, um, she says, she if, you, if you're going to do a fake accent, why don't you do one like that? And I said, well, that's that's not a fake accent. He's actually British, honey. And so, she said, well, I like, but I like his accent. And I said, again, see, he's just talking. Mm-hmm. He's not really, it's not an accent if it's your real voice. 
you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you with me here? We get it. Yeah. Okay. So um, she looks at me and says, his is nice. And I said, well, yes, it's nice, but it's not a fake accent. See, I'm, I'm, I'm. So your wife is turned on by Ben's voice is what you're saying. And then she just finally was tired of the discussion and looked at me and says, well, he sounds better than you do. <laughs> wow. You yeah. know, she's not very good at distinguishing between real and fake. I, I, think, <laughs> she's I, I think she's very good at stating the obvious, though. <laughs> I, I'll tell you why I say that. Well, if, if you want to tell people who I am before. I yes, let me introduce them. <clears throat> uh, our, of course, uh, we're normally joined by our friend Brandy. Uh, but uh, she's in rehab this week. <laughs> yeah, she's on, she's taking a well-deserved vacation. So. Well, and you know we we couldn't have brandy, so we thought should we just do it ourselves? And we thought no, let's get the second it would most be, evil woman. Yeah, if us. let's we need to find somebody just as wretched as brandy. Who yeah. could that possibly be? And luckily, I got three nieces that are just as wretched as Brandy, and we have one available. Yes. So, so we're very, the most wretched of the three. Very happy so. to have with us today the lovely Dominique. How are you today, Dominique? I'm wretched. You're wretched. <laughs> no, that that I'm can great. be your intro. No, I'm not wretched. I'm wonderful, as are my sisters. Well, we and are glad you're joining us. They are lovely today. girls. I know you're excited about this topic that you just found out about three minutes ago. Uh, well, first I'm going to tell you my story about my aunt who can't tell between real and fake things. Although I will say that... This is the lovely after, Renee. After being married to my uncle for 30 years, I'd assume he's not very good at distinguishing between real and fake. Okay. Anyway, my son has a tank... <laughs> A what? A tank. He uh -huh. has a real fish that my uncle fish, fish. bought him. Fish, fish. Did I got fish. him? Okay. He has a little tank that his great-grandmother got him from the Discovery Channel with three tiny little jellyfish. Nice. And it's got this air pump that makes them look like they're swimming. Uh-huh. And the last time I had a family event, it was downstairs by Fish Fish. <laughs> and my aunt Renee sees it and she... So, so wait a minute, this is a fake fish. For fuck's sake, who has pet jellyfish? <laughs> <laughs> what? I just want to. I just want to. Yes, they are plastic jellyfish. Okay. That air blower makes them look like they're swimming. Okay. And so technology is a wonderful thing. <laughs> my <laughs> makes my head spin. Looks at it and goes, "Are those real jellyfish?" More like. What a fucking idiot. Well, then my sister Kirby gets there like 20 minutes later and she walks in and she goes, are those real jellyfish? I'm like, what? In what fairness, happens? they look kind of plastic. <laughs> what happens in this family? Why can't you understand? I think we just numb ourselves to the reality. There's no such thing as you pet remember, jellyfish. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Seven Pounds with... Um, Will Smith? <clears throat> I did not. That's uh, he, had, he had no jellyfish. That's how he committed suicide in the movie. I just kind of ruined the movie for you. Spoiler alert. <laughs> don't, you don't need to watch it now. But anyway, we're glad you're here, Dominique. Uh, standing in for Brandy. So, you know, try to be vulgar and, you know, say nasty things because the people are accustomed to her. Yeah, just that. be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. <laughs> Done. Up with people. Uh, <laughs> we are also joined by the very honorable... A man who is known far and wide as the uh, most dangerous man in podcasting today. He is the moral compass of this podcast. He is uh, an oasis in the desert of despair. 
The Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. Why is that? I'm just not good. Because you know what I've noticed on our page? They keep doing these selfie threads. On our Facebook page. On our His- Facebook History page. Dweebs History the Dweebs the Podcast. And they Thank keep you. doing these things. And I don't usually take selfies much. And I decided, okay, once in a while, I'll throw you're myself take, in. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're posting selfies like a 13-year-old girl. I know I am all of a sudden. And, but you know what happens to me every time? It'll be somebody like I'll be ready. I'll, I'll find somebody that's, you know, just one of the guys that's average right. looking, you know, yeah. no post right. a picture. And then I'll be like, okay, I'll jump in with him because, you know, nobody will, two average looking guys, nobody pays no attention. But in the meantime, some really hot woman will post her picture and mine will end up between underneath hers. Mm-hmm. And then another really hot woman will post her picture below mine. And it makes me look like, just an old, beaten up, wrinkled up, yeah, mangled you're, you're old gonna, man. You look like that either way. Right? Yeah, that's that's not what's yeah. making you look that way. Yeah. You know, if you're a 53-year-old man, you shouldn't be doing a lot of selfies. Just saying. I'm getting good at them, Timmy. You've lived a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> it's apparent in your selfies. It does kind of show. And you take them from below. Yeah, you're supposed to take you're, them like from You're up, terrible up. at it. And I keep telling you what to do, and you refuse to listen. If you take a selfie from below, you've got like six chins. Yeah, I like the chins. You have to take it from like. I think the, the chins give me a good look. <laughs> you need to take yours from like the stratosphere or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> from the space shuttle. Exactly. All right, let's talk about. We will. Uh, we want to thank all of you who support us on Patreon. We'll be doing Patreon shoutouts at the end of the podcast. Uh, but thank you all very much. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Or just a wee tiny bit, Timmy. Just a tip. Just a tip, Timmy. Yeah. Uh, can we do a couple quick shout-outs just before we start? Just yes. a couple special people. Um, we got a couple wonderful messages. One from a lovely young lady, Leah, who is Syrian yes. um, here in the United States. She listens to the podcast. We want to say we appreciate it. And we appreciate the message you sent to us. It was very kind. And Charlotte from Ireland. Yes. Who I imagine to be a red-haired, green-eyed beauty with fair she, skin. I think she's probably Team Timmy, I think. Oh, yeah. well, then she's... I'm guessing. I mean... I don't know. I'm I think she'd probably be Team Colonel. Most of the people him. seem to be Team Le- Colonel. The merch that's moving the most is Team Colonel. Is that not correct, Dominique? I'm not answering anything until someone asks me how I'm doing. How you doing, Dominique? I'm okay. Well, today's okay. A, Thank it, you. A, <laughs> that was enlightening. Little, today's a little bit of a rough day for me. I'm having a little bit of an existential crisis. My husband's having a surgical your, procedure. and uh, Your husband is having his genitalia mutilated. <laughs> See, I'm and you're letting that. that happen. Yeah. You just let you him go through. You should be protecting his balls. <laughs> yeah. I, you should be the protector of, of all things sacred down there. Well, yeah. you know. You have a vested interest in the scrotum, in well, your husband's scrotum. <laughs> that is true. My da- having my daughter almost killed me, and it is medically recommended. I have no more children, so we're going through with this. But I also am. Well, no, no, no. We are not going through this. <laughs> He's going through this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've already been through this. I've been so through it. I, Apparently, you're here podcasting while this is going on. Yeah, don't tell him. 
I did mine at home with a pair of bolt cutters. Oh, uh, what, what's your What's your husband's name? No, I'm not telling you that. <laughs> okay. We call him the Falcon, Timmy. Oh, the yes, Falcon. He's okay. the Falcon. He's well, the Falcon. I'm the Hawk. He's the Falcon. And uh, they like to preen each other. Well, mm-hmm. I hope your balls are feeling better. <laughs> and your wife is here podcasting, <laughs> getting your nuts tore off. All right, let's talk about Phineas Cage. Gage, shall we? Okay. I'm going to call this guy's cage all, all, all through the show. It's Phineas Gage. He's been called, Dominique, a medical miracle. I have been called a medical miracle to yeah. me. Phineas Gage was a uh, railway <laughs> was a railway worker in Vermont, Dominique. He was responsible for clearing rocks away in order, to, uh, in order for railroad tracks to be laid down. It's a, a pretty important job when you think in the founding of our country and connecting the uh, railroad uh, from the east also to west. Also pretty high risk. Yes. Yeah, yes. the workers' comp was yes, pretty it's high non-existent. for those people. It, Wait, what it, year was this? This is uh, I don't know, 1848. Yeah, there was no yeah. workers' comp. For the biggest rocks, he would drill a hole and use an iron rod to tamp down explosives into the mi- into the middle of the hole before lighting a fuse. So it sounds pretty risky. You say. <laughs> sounds like a fun job to me. <laughs> well, on September 13th, 1848, something went awry. <laughs> <laughs> one of the other guys said, Phineas said to one of the other guys, here, hold my beer. <laughs> uh, there was an explosion, Dominique. <laughs> And a three foot seven inch, thirteen and a half pound iron bar <laughs> blew through Phineas's skull. <laughs> they, they, taking a chunk of his brain with it. That's gotta hurt. <laughs> the accident left a gaping hole. And finish his head. Yet somehow he survived. <laughs> he wasn't doing the New York Times crossword puzzle after that. <laughs> oh man, you need that. You need the Advil then. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about his early life. Then, then we'll build up to this. Momentous occasion. I think Phineas <laughs> already climaxed there. <laughs> All right, so Phineas Gage was the oldest of five children born to Jesse Gage and his wife, Hannah. I like the name Hannah. They were from uh, Grafton County, New Hampshire, uh, Dominic. That's a, that's a nice place. Mm-hmm. You been there? I've been there. Right. Fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> Little was known about his upbringing and education beyond the fact. <laughs> Fuck, no, he couldn't remember it after <laughs> <laughs> 13-pound spike go through his head. <laughs> Little is known about his upbringing and education beyond the fact that he was literate. So he could write his name. He dropped out of school after the third grade to help his family. Yeah, that's a good, good kid. Good son. <laughs> he was a happy-go-lucky child, although being the oldest, he was responsible for help raising his siblings. So very responsible young man. He was an overprotected big brother who watched over his younger brothers and sisters like a hawk. You can relate to that. <laughs> if they uh, ran into a bully at school, Phineas would always step in and take care of it. Hmm. So he's a good big brother. 
He was well-liked in the community. Uh, he was always helping others. He, uh, there was a widow who lived next door. He would do her farm work as after his chores was completed for the day. So, good guy. Oh, he was, you know, finding now they, a widow next door. No. I'm How old sure. was he? In third grade? In, yeah. No, he as was older young, by then. He was probably 16. Yeah. I've got no... I, got I've the got, lonely widow over there. Hey, Phineas, come weed my Because it's like, you know, it's like you ha- if you have a milkshake every day. <laughs> you have opium every day for three years, and all of a sudden you don't have any opium anymore. You're desperate. Uh, okay. Are you talking about the widow needing to I, get I, laid? <laughs> are you talking about... Are you having a stroke? You, <laughs> <laughs> do you need some opium? <laughs> well, do you have any? <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> don't, they don't, you know, don't offer. What, Unless you have some. What happened for three years? I'm just saying he helped the lady next door. Like she had, she was having sex with her husband until she became a widow. Oh, okay. And I see what you're saying. I was, it was an, an analogy. How okay. Do you know, maybe she was like 85. Yeah, he wasn't banging her. I just he. 85 year old woman need loving too, you know. Yeah, not really. They just need a little bit more. No. Just get that aircraft oil. They're just oil. enjoying their last few years yeah. after their husband's died. They're just, yeah. They, they're happy with just a, a heating pad. So. <laughs> <laughs> and silence. <laughs> and silence. And cats. Yeah, so, so he's living next door to, you know, this little lady lives next door. He helps her out after he does. So he's a good guy. The town doctor, they interviewed the town doctor later on. And, uh, his name was John Martin Harlow. And he described uh, Phineas as a perfectly healthy, strong, and active young man uh, of average temperament. He was 5'6", uh, had 5'6", uh, average weight. He weighed 150 pounds. They were short He was mus- muscular. So, you know, pretty healthy guy. They interviewed the doctor after his After accident. his injury, because this becomes a big medical miracle, and, and a lot of people study this oh. case. Well, shit, yeah, it'd be a miracle today. Yeah. So, um, we should. A lot of, like. Uh, try it out later. <laughs> uh, you know, neurologists yeah. and things study this case to, mm, s- mm. to determine if his personality and stuff changed due to this accident. So, anyway. Um, did it hit his frontal lobe? Yeah. Yeah. So his personality <laughs> changed. I'm going to go with a yes on that. It, it did, but <clears throat> there's there's just differing opinions on it, but we'll get into it. we got to build up to that. Yeah. So he, He's painting a picture here. Yeah. I mean, this is building the foundation. <laughs> Pictures. Getting a little. Well, anyway, so Phineas Gage worked with explosives on his farm as a, on his farm as a youth. Um and so he, you know, so he was used to working around explosives. Uh, when he got older, he worked on construction on the Hudson River Railroad uh, in New York. By the time the accident happened, he was a blasting foreman. Wait, did you say working on a for- farm is how he got? His- no, he he worked on with explosives when he was younger on the farm, like blowing up stumps, tree stumps, or whatever. And then when he got older, he got a job working on a railroad, also using explosives, and he became what was called a blasting foreman, which I guess was the person who was blasting the rocks and stuff to make room for the railroad. All right, so on September 13th, 1848, around 4.30 p.m., I I tried to be precise in these scripts. I like the way it's... 
I like the way you fill in the details. Right. Thank you, Chris. It's you like Van Gogh's are... Starry Night. Yeah. If it weren't for the stars, there would be no. It'd yeah. just be a Van Gogh's Night. Your scripts yeah. are very precise. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Uh, down, now, the reason why this is important, 4.30 in the afternoon, Colonel, you know, you, you, your mind starts to wander about that time. <laughs> about 4.30, I'm almost done with the day, yeah. Yeah, well, most of us are. Yours, your done mind with the day, you already at home. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? You get here at 4 o'clock in the morning. So. I do, I do. But on, for the person who works an average day, by, by the time you're in mid, late afternoon, you're, you know, you're. That's for people who have jobs. That's when people, you know, that's when, <laughs> that's, when, that's when accidents happen, right? Because you're it, not it as does. an attentive, right? Yeah. So his, you know, the mind starts to wander. Uh, so he was, uh, Phineas filled a, uh, fill, was filling a, a hole to drill, or he drilled a hole and filled it with gunpowder. <laughs> All right. Did he fill a hole with yes. gunpowder that he, he had previously drilled? Yes, precisely. Okay. Jesus Christ. But it was 4.30, so his mind was wondering. He needed a Snickers bar. It's only two here. I think, I think there's somebody else here that has a spike in their frontal lobe. So he filled, a, he, he, uh, he, uh, he filled this hole with gunpowder. He drilled a hole in the ground, filled it with gunpowder, and uh, just... Uh, and as he lit the explosive, he turned his head to check on his men because he was a foreman, right? So, can he look? So, people are not sure if someone called his name, but some for some reason he was distracted. He turned his head. <laughs> that doesn't seem to be the best time to be distracted. <laughs> well, it was the last normal moment of his life. <laughs> move Remember yeah called his name yeah. uh, hey, check this out. <laughs> hey boss over here uh yeah, gage's crew members were loading some busted rock onto a cart and they apparently distracted him my bad <laughs> accounts differ about what happened after gage turned his head nobody but one wants to take nobody wants to take responsibility for that one <laughs> Accounts differ, yeah. <laughs> wasn't me. <laughs> you got 13 Don't guys look at saying, me. wasn't me. Don't, Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> I was in the bathroom. <laughs> All right. So, but anyway, the one report says that he tried to tamp down the gunpowder uh, with his head. Why, well, his head was still turned. So, he's not paying attention to what he's doing. You always got to pay attention when you're using gunpowder. Gunpowder. Gunpowder, yeah. 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 You know, this, this this should be a lesson to all of our listeners out there. Yeah. If you're tapping down some gunpowder, <laughs> don't you know, don't be distracted. Don't be dist Yeah, it's like being at the at the phone at the gun range and being on your cell phone at the same yeah, time. That's not a good idea. You don't want to text and shoot. You also should not snort gunpowder. Uh, yeah, <laughs> did you know I, that? I, I agree. Oh, I didn't. Is that what happened to you? No, no. <laughs> so like, what made you so mean? Kid soldiers <laughs> over in Africa. One of the things they do once they quote, recruit them, kidnap them, is force them to, to snort this mixture that has gunpowder and it makes them really, really aggressive and insane. Yeah. And then they just force them to keep snorting it over and over, and that's how they get them to do these terrible things. Man. Hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a terrible... Don't ever snort gunpowder, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Public service announcement. The more you know... It's a $300 day habit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, he's got his hands turned, and he's... He has apparently he, he brushed up against something that created a spark. And what? That doesn't make sense. 
He shouldn't be wearing flint <laughs> pants while he's working with gunpowder. He had he had some scrap scrap. <laughs> All right, so there's some scrap iron there. It's rubbing eight turns. It's, something happens. There's a spark. You want no help with some the research? Well, uh, he was but, living in a powder but, keg and but, giving but, off sparks, Timmy. Ain't that Bonnie Tyler? <laughs> yeah, which I never understood that fucking song. <laughs> Neither did I. It's a cool song. Only, it's a cool song. Yeah, but you know what? If you're living in a powder keg, you're not going to give off sparks. You're going to give off one spark, Timmy. Right. And then you're not going to give off any more sparks. It's a yeah. metaphor. Do you know what a metaphor is? A metaphor? Can you define a metaphor? Yeah. I could if I wanted. <laughs> Will you? No, I'd like to go on with the show, Timmy. Okay, thank you. <laughs> paint, paint regardless of, regardless of how it happened... His biggest dummy I know. It's immaterial. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of how it happened, a spark shot out somewhere in the dark cavity. <laughs> From his flint pants. <laughs> well, somebody else blamed his assistant. I, I don't I don't want <laughs> It's like a game of clue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to besmirch his assistant. I don't know I don't have a name for his assistant, so I don't want to besmirch him. But anyway, for some some reason this catches on fire, right? And it ignites the gunpowder, and this rod that was in the ground, this tampering rod, flies up, uh, and it goes through his head. <laughs> the iron bar enters Gage's, uh, Phoenix's Gage's point first, striking below his left cheekbone. That's going to leave a scar. So it fucked up all his teeth? <laughs> well, I think the teeth was the least of his concern once he hit the brain. Wait, Continuing I... upward, <laughs> outside the upper jaw, and possibly fracturing the cheekbone, it passed, <laughs> it passed behind his left eye. He dude lost his eye over his... Through the, <laughs> through the left side of his brain and out the top of his skull. Through his uh, frontal uh, frontal lobe, <laughs> it destroyed the upper molar and tore into the underbelly of his brain's left frontal lobe. All right, <laughs> poor guy. This is tragic. <laughs> Tra this is terrible. Don't laugh. This is what a poor bastard. <laughs> you have two Walters in the room. This is. Fucking three foot, seven inch, 13 and a half pound iron bar just blew through this guy's head. Yeah. Yeah, but he was walking around saying, Motherfucker, who's created the spark in here? God damn it. Son of a bitch, I knew I couldn't count on you. Could you people do one thing right as he's got this bar? I want did, did the bar make his head fall over? How do you stand up with a 13 pound bar in your head? Well, he didn't, it went, it went straight through. Oh, it went, yeah, it, it didn't get straight, stuck. Okay. No, no, it went straight through. It, it went straight so through. It could have, it could have hit somebody else. <laughs> it could have. I wonder if it, Phineas has safety glasses on. I, I don't he think he should have so. had safety glasses. All right, so, so wait, it, it went. Did yeah, it? I'm getting to it. it. Plowed through the top of his skull, <laughs> exiting near the midline, just behind where his hairline started. Hmm. So this thing came in his cheekbone, you know, <laughs> like diagonally through, right through Is his. Is that the head. noise it made? I don't know what kind of noise. Uh, did they, how far did it travel after that? 
Uh, wait a minute. I think, I think I get that. I think like 25 yards. It plowed through the top of his skull. Okay, well, I said that. After shooting upward, one report claimed it whistled as it flew. <laughs> no, that was just a wind going through his head. <laughs> How did you miss that? How did you miss that opportunity? You were... The rod landed 25 yards away and st- uh, stuck upright in the dirt. <laughs> It was like a spear. That rod didn't give <laughs> yeah. no fucks. Yeah. <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah. What's the chances of that? <laughs> Witnesses described it as a streak, as a streak with red and green. Uh, uh, that was uh, a streak. It, it, as it streaked, with it was red and greasy to touch from the fatty brain tissue. <laughs> on you know so. This spike's got blood and... So you're not going to use it to roast marshmallows? No. After that? No. Maybe... Brain splatter. Yeah. Yeah. The rod's momentum threw Phineas backwards. (laughs) (laughs) And he landed hard. (laughs) Wait, did his feet come off the ground? Yeah, he knocked him down. But amazingly, he, he never lost consciousness. (laughs) <laughs> that's fucked up <laughs> that is fucked up uh, i just somebody yeah please put me down <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> go get that spike do that one more time yeah. drive that oh, motherfucker God. through my heart this time because <laughs> this shit hurts <laughs> can i get a fucking uh percocet this prescription <laughs> now <laughs> What did else you, do I need, <laughs> doctor? Did they just rub gunpowder into the wound, or? Well, no, he uh, anyway. He he. Uh, Phineas is knocked down. He merely twitched a few times on the ground. <laughs> Wait, does gunpowder have that same quality? Is it is it numbing? No. Oh, I don't know. And he was talking and walking again within minutes. <laughs> Not coherently. <laughs> no, no. Actually, he was. He felt steady enough to climb into an ox cart. After someone uh, uh, grabbed the reins, and then they drove they they drove him into town, into a town called Cavendish. It was uh, a mile away. So they take him to this hotel where he in was an staying. Ox cart? Yeah, in an ox cart. He gets up, he's conscious. He walks through the uh, ox cart, sits down. <laughs> you figuring, yeah, it's four thirty. <laughs> hey, don't forget to clock me out. <laughs> Let's call this a day. <laughs> So, <laughs> I might not be in tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay. You okay there? Honestly, Dominic's dying over there. I'm just wondering if the widow still wanted him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he won't be mowing, won't be mowing the lawn anytime soon. So, anyway. Uh, so, they take him to You've the You've ho- heard the term, but Phineas actually got skull fucked. <laughs> we're famous so he went to they take him to the hotel where he was staying right and he gets and he settled into a chair on the front porch and chatted with passerbys they took him to a hotel yeah well, his hotel where he was staying at while he was working there they, no, they yeah they, they took him and instead of going to his room he just kind of grabbed a seat on the front porch they skipped to the hospital yeah, they didn't have any hospitals. 
So, well, surely they had a doctor. A, well, I'll get to that. A the medicine first, the, man they, or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. They went to get a doctor. The first doctor to arrive was a guy named Dr. Edward H. Williams. He could see, even from his carriage, a <laughs> volcano of upturned bone jouting out of Gage's scalp. He could see there was a problem. <laughs> yeah, this is, this now, is, this is, oh, this is good. <clears throat> Gage greeted the doctor by angling his head and deadpanning. Here's business enough for you. <laughs> Do you take Medicaid? <laughs> this doctor's like, hey, I'm not going to make it home for dinner. Yeah. Um, the doctor, Doctor Williams, noticed the wound open, um, uh, 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 the wound upon the head before getting out of his carriage, so he could see it. It was pulsating, and he could see the brain pulsating from Jesus his carriage. Christ. <laughs> The top of his head appeared somewhat like an inverted funnel. <laughs> this is like Walking Dead shit. As if some wedge-shaped body had passed from below upward, which it kind of did, right? Inverted funnel. So like a funnel is on top of his head. Yeah. 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 He looked like the Tin Man. Like he could, he could see, I mean, he could see, the, he could see, he, from his carriage, he could see the guy's brain pulsating. <laughs> well, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. Um... Now that's so, when you need a cell phone to get video. Yes. If they would have had cell phones, yeah, that back would have been viral. That would have been cool. That would have been viral. Yeah. Uh, during the time he was being examined, Phineas Gage related a manner in which he was injured to the doctor and some people standing bystanders. The doctor did not believe Mr. Gage's statement at the time. <laughs> what do you think he was fucking faking? <laughs> You're not getting that narcotics script. Let's try. You can still take Tylenol, you some bitch. All right, maybe, maybe, maybe some coding. That's that. <laughs> yeah. Phineas persisted in saying that the bar, you know, bar had went through his head. Then, without saying a word, he got up, stood up, and vomited. The effort of vomited pressed out uh, a t uh, as he was vomiting. It uh, it pressed out about a half a tea cup full of brain, <laughs> which fell up on the floor. Oh, God. Uh, the doctor then uh, now uh, now was believing his story. <laughs> that, that's what it took brains to hit the floor to believe him? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a hard fucking case right here, man. Uh, a couple hours later, Gage's family doctor, the guy we talked about before, Dr. John, John Martin Harlow, who he would be like, uh, he would take this case and, you know, go lecture on it and stuff. He arrived at the hotel and took charge of the case. And now, Dominique is going to tell us what happens next. <coughs> Poor Phineas Gage. <laughs> you guys are laughing at a man that's got this. Oh, it is fucking head. <laughs> I'm going to show you something that's going to blow your mind, Phineas. <laughs> Well, that's an unusual Tim. piercing. Yeah. Tim, in our family, we we don't get many things to laugh at that don't involve somebody else's pain. With Dr. Williams' assistance, Dr. Harlow shaved the scalp around the region of the tamping iron's exit, then removed coagulated blood, small bone fragments, and an ounce of protruding brain. <laughs> An ounce. <laughs> an ounce. That's a lot of brain matter. I would think right. it would be. I wonder if it took out the math part. 
<laughs> or if like the guy couldn't find his car keys from then on. Well, you know what I mean? Basically, Chuck would be it empty at this point. <laughs> it didn't take out the common sense part because he clearly didn't have that to start with. Yeah. <laughs> After probing for foreign bodies and replacing two large detached pieces of bone. I, I'm going to say that I have probed for foreign bodies before. <laughs> <laughs> In Thailand, in Cambodia, <laughs> Timmy, Indonesia. We don't, we don't need to know what well, you just... lose inside yourself, okay? <laughs> no, you have probed foreign bodies. You're not probed for oh. foreign bodies. No, I, I, I think he's done both. <laughs> well, I think he has done both. You have to I probe mean, for them before you can probe. Before them. they leave, you got to yeah. probe them to make sure they ain't got your wallet. And right, none. exactly. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> Please continue, Jesus Dominique. Christ. Uh, so... Harlow closed the wound with adhesive straps, leaving it partially open for drainage. And, you know, it, it would be a, a fun little game to play, you know, you like to ring toss or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, put a stick up there. And yeah. You jump as a carny. <laughs> you could get piggyback rides and steering. <laughs> turn right, turn right. All right, so he's got a little hole in his head, basically. I have no doubt that this man's entire future career is as a carny. There's nothing else for him. So the entrance wound in his cheek was bandaged only loosely for the same reason. A wet compress was applied, then a nightcap, then further bandaging to secure these dressings. Dr. Harlow also dressed Gage's head and hands and forearms, which, along with his face, had been deeply burned. I don't. I don't really think that was priority. Yeah. yeah. Well, put the hollow down, goddammit. I ain't worried about that. You focus on my head. The yeah. hole in my head, please. Yeah. Where the brain is oozing out. Yeah. Don't worry about Let's my that. Let's get that before you worry about my arm. Burns yeah. are very, very dangerous. Because yeah, but you know why? So are gaping head wounds. The infected wounds. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but when your your brain is oozing out of your head, it's when it's falling out to... onto the floor, when you're losing it, an ounce at a time. You really have to, you know, you have to prioritize. Yeah. There's some um, what's that called? Prioritizing. Yeah, but what do they call triage? It? Triage it needs yeah. to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the arm is important, yeah. but you know when it's, your brain is oozing down the well, face. It, most times you're trying to stop the bleeding. In this case, you're just trying to stop the braining. It's just <laughs> well, you know, if you, you keep wiping your eyes and stuff because you got your brain is Jesus. running down your yeah. forehead. Oh, God. Um. Oh, and so then he ordered the. Gage's head be kept elevated. <laughs> <laughs> Seems reasonable. You don't want everything's gonna be gonna... okay. Yeah. We're gonna you do can... the we're gonna do the rice thing, some rest, ice cold, whatever you and do. elevation. Whatever you do, don't look down. <laughs> no head stands, Phineas. <laughs> Shit's just gonna fall out. Yeah. <laughs> So Don't tie your shoes. <laughs> Go get the widow next door. <laughs> Take care of you. <laughs> so late that evening, Dr. Harlow noted, quote, mind clear, constant agitation of his legs being alternately retracted and extended. <laughs> like. <laughs> he got the Jimmy legs. <laughs> 
He's got <laughs> restless legs in <laughs> Yeah. Like the shafts of a fueling mill. <laughs> you like that? Like that turn of phrase? <laughs> I think it was too soon. <laughs> Says he, quote, does not care to see his friends as he shall be at work in a few days. <laughs> maybe we already go back to work. Well, some people are dedicated like that. You know me, Timmy. Yeah, I know. You, you, I had you, my vasectomy. I was here the next day. You don't let that little thing like a hole in your head keep you from <laughs> Hell no. You had your vasectomy. You were here the next day, and then you played in a softball tournament two days later. Mm -hmm. I don't believe any of that. No, it's true. I don't believe any of it. Ask Renee. I think you're a giant liar. I have a high tolerance for pain. I think that you have weaved a web of lies about your vasectomy, and now you can't get out of that. It's kind of became uh, yeah, lore. Right? The legendary vasectomy of, of the colonel. Okay, so, so Phineas is ready anyway, to go back. He thinks he's going back to work in a few days. He's he's oh. he's very optimistic <laughs> yeah, about that, his hey, prognosis. There, there, he also there, thinks no, he's the president. <laughs> <laughs> he's Napoleon. Yeah. No need for that FMLA paperwork. Yeah. No, See, he's and good. you know what? Now that they're putting this healthcare thing together, I think Phineas would be a good model for this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> man, we can't I mean, go there because I mean, you just everybody going to the doctor for every little ache and pain and everything else. This some bitch got a hole in his head and he going back to work. I think that's when America was great to me. Yeah, well, you got a hole in your you head. Think you think 1848 back. is when America was great? Well, when just when somebody think, gets a hole in the head, I don't know. I wasn't alive saying, in 1848. Is that, is that when you think America was great? I wasn't alive back then. Just, but all I'm saying is that. Motherfucker get a hole in his head, he go back to work. Now, that's salt of the earth people right there. Let's see what happens. You're lucky I'm going to carry on because I'd love to cross-examine you on your thoughts of 1848. So, as it turns out, Dr. Williams and Dr. Harlow were less optimistic than many. They're a little bit more cautious. Yeah. You got some brain matter coming out of your, rolling down your forehead. Well, you so didn't it, have no paid sick late. No, back you, then. You, mean, you had to work. No. <clears throat> Both doctors felt that this was only a matter of hours or perhaps minutes before Gage would succumb to his injuries. <laughs> <laughs> the local undertaker... I don't know why that's funny, but okay. So they think he's a goner. The local undertaker was noticed <laughs> and came to the hotel to measure Gage <laughs> for a coffin. What a dick move. Uh, he's really a tailor, don't worry. <laughs> but in fairness, I mean, get a head start on things. If, because you don't know how Phineas wants to go out. I mean, do you want to pine, Phineas? Would you like the walnut? But think about it. You're I mean, in a hotel room. You've got a hole in your head. you got brain matter rolling down your forehead. And then this yeah. little undertaker comes in with his, yeah. with his you know, his measuring tape. Yeah. That's terrible. Well, also, we've measured you, Chuck. <laughs> Just so you know. Like I'm, that, get, like that, I'm actually going to get a coffin. <laughs> that woman with the tape measure, she wasn't a prostitute. <laughs> you're right. You're not getting yeah. a coffin. Anyway, uh, let's see. 
um, Gage did not appreciate <laughs> appreciate this effort and ran the undertaker away with a butcher knife. <laughs> he insisted he was fine and would make a full recovery in it's no like time. Monty Python movie. Bring out your dead. No, I'm fine. <laughs> Gage's compliance. It's a flesh wound. Huh. Long difficult difficult and uneven, however. Mm-hmm. Though recognizing his mother and uncle, summoned from Lebanon, New Hampshire, 30 miles away. Can you imagine going through all that and then the person you fucking recognize, the one person is your fucking uncle? God, (laughs) just kill me now. Hello, Dom. (laughs) I'd pretend to not know you. I'd be like, I know my mom. I don't know who the fuck you are, but I got a butcher knife. (laughs) I'd be taking pictures. I, the, you, you'd be all over Facebook. Check out my niece. I'm niece. She's got a hole in her head. Bitch, all brainy before, but look at her now. So uh, they were summoned on the morning of his accident, and on the second day, he quote lost control of his mind and became decidedly delirious. I don't think he actually lost control of it. I think it was gone. (laughs) By the fourth day, he was again, quote, rational and knew his friends. And after a week's further improvement, Dr. Harlow entertained for the first time the thought that it was possible for Gage to recover. The first week after the accident, Gage would have some good days and some bad On some days, Phineas would be coherent enough to enjoy a game of pinochle with his friends. <laughs> well, another time. You know what? You know, how, no matter how well I felt, if I had a hole in my head, I wouldn't be playing fucking pinochle. Yeah. If my life came down to my brain dripping out if I bent over and, and playing pinochle for fun. You think they let him win? <laughs> I know my grandma wouldn't. <laughs> you know my grandma used to play Chinese checkers with her. With her, she when she was in like her sixty. Did you just stop? No, no, no. You're good. Oh, you better record <laughs> this story. This is a good story. Yeah, I'm sure. When I was like five, six years old, and she would beat me over and over mm-hmm. until I cried, and then she just beat me more. <laughs> but you know what? To this day. Not a fucking person in this world who can beat me at Chinese checkers. I say, don't let ever, this son you, of a bitch win at Pinochle. Have you ever played a Chinaman, though? <laughs> Do they call Chinese that checkers in China? That is not the proper nomenclature. No, they, just call, they just call it checkers. Checkers? Yeah. It's like food. Dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. Do you guys not know what I'm talking about? I'm quoting the Big Lebowski. You guys oh aren't yes, even it is. I know. I didn't catch it, dude. Chinaman? I thought you were just yeah. Jesus okay. Christ. How long was the Chinaman? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, please. Now we'll give. Okay, so but do you think when he was playing, he'd throw out a card and be like, "Oh, look, the turtle of ponies," because <laughs> he didn't know what the fuck space. This is or the one thing I can tell you. If you ever have a massive head injury mm-hmm. and we end up playing a game, I will never let you win. 
ever well, once. But you know, what? I would not play anything more difficult than Uno. <laughs> That's a hard game, anyway. You got to hold all those cards. <laughs> It is. Uno is a hard game. If you're colorblind, it is. <laughs> you are not you know what, colorblind. Uh, you know what makes it even more difficult? If you're Would, blind. If you, if you got a, a big rod. hole in your head. <laughs> if, if a 13 pound rod goes through your head. You know, nobody, because you know, they'd say he had. Because you know he had, what? Every he time said, he got down to one card, you know he forgot to say Uno. <laughs> Fuck, forgot again. (laughs) That part of my brain rolled out yesterday. Fucker had that whole discard pile in his hand by the end of the game. (laughs) Anyway, my God. So, 12 days after the accident, Gage fell into a semi-comatose state. Well, in this state, he would seldom he he would seldom speak unless spoken to, and then answering only in monosyllables. On the thirteenth day, Doctor Harlow noted, quote, "Failing strength, coma deepened. The globe of the left eye became more protuberant. <laughs> protuberant. <laughs> Protruding." <laughs> Protuberant. I think it was supposed to be protruding. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes spell check doesn't catch them. (laughs) That must be a real word. Because spell check would have caught it. Remember when Michael Scott had a protuberance on his (laughs) That is a protuberance. Actually, a protuberance is a real word. I know it is. Tim's going to kill us. No, 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 you're fine. You just painted a picture in a color we don't get. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, so, twelve days, so, thirteen days goes by. Oh, and he had f- with fungus. Ooh. Oh, the fungus, not the fungus. The fungus. <laughs> um, he had deteriorated, infected brain tissue pushing out rapidly from the wounded brain and coming out of the top of his head. This is. This is really gross. They didn't have no duct tape back then. I would not mention that on my Tinder profile. (laughs) (laughs) Must have very specific fetish. PM for details. That's more more of a back page kind of thing. (laughs) That's a second date. Yeah, Yeah, but your first date, you show up all skanky with your head (laughs) off. You wear a hat. Of an East McMicken <laughs> hooker. Yeah. Remember that doghouse they found where mm-hmm. the hookers were yeah. using? <laughs> yeah, that's that was... the only place this guy's <laughs> getting. Wait, 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 wait. You have to explain it. So, a uh, hookers were using a doghouse? Well, there was this. So, down in down in OTR, this was on. Over the C- Rhine here in Cincinnati. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There, there was this house that the cops found. And I say house, but it was like, it was like the size of a doghouse and filled with blankets it was like but, a big storage shed really a well, small storage it, a small shed storage a big doghouse small right. storage but shed. what it was was a place where prostitutes brought johns but okay. these are prostitutes the love motel it, well but these are the level of prostitute where really it's it it's just an act because you need hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it 
Bombas, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A, a right. Nobody's washing these blankets, okay? Right. Nobody's putting right. mints on the pillow. And so anyway, they, <laughs> discovered, they discovered it. <laughs> and the cops, I mean, they opened it and they said just the smell alone. They were like, I can't, I'm, I cannot <laughs> yeah. believe that people suck cock <laughs> in this. We're like, they come here to get their dick sucked. You know, I, I, I never really thought about it, but I prefer a scented candle. <laughs> to know, what? Huh? To what? I mean, I'm just saying when I'm being romantical, I'd like to light some scented candles. I went to this. Cinnamon. I prefer right. cinnamon. Ugh. They had this yeah. uh, uh, porn theater in Dayton. Oh, my God. And I went in there one time. And no. I, I <laughs> swear <laughs> to God you would walk. And no. your, your, Did shoes, it your shoes would stick to the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so gross. But you know what? I'll I left you. after four hours. <laughs> <laughs> no way I was standing anymore. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you who I have a ton of sympathy for, and that is Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. You know, Everybody made him out to be a pedophile, but you yeah. know all he did got, was just get yanked caught one off yeah. in a theater in an adult, yeah. an adult yeah. movie exactly. theater. Exactly. It was just which a, is what you're supposed to do. Porn. Yeah. But everybody was like, "He's a pedophile." I was well, like, I think just a gay hey, guy. Yeah, was no. looking at gay porn. No, they associate. Yeah. I think it, ah. they, they just associate it as a pedophile because he had done kids shows. But I mean, he had not not done yeah. any well, act with kids. Well, the it, my point is, I always felt so bad for him because of yeah, how homophobic is, society was. It was like he couldn't be a gay man who did yeah, kids his, shows. Ruined his career, like Mr. Rogers, yeah. right? Gay was man Mr. did kid no, shows. Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers was cool. wasn't gay. I'm pretty sure he was gay. No, he was no, he was stud, man. Mr. Rogers was. I mean, I'm telling you, a gay man. Okay, a gay well, man would not. Rephrase. A gay I'm man sure would not be. Gay. <laughs> a gay man would not have worn that sweater. <laughs> okay, I think everybody in this room is gay. So, uh, Dr. We love Har- all our gay brothers and sisters. We do, but no, Mr. Rogers had more ass getting thrown at him than he knew what to do with. Yeah, he, he was actually a good guy. He did a lot of good stuff outside of his television show. Okay, first of all, Pee-wee Herman was an incredible guy. No, I like Pee-wee he Herman. He was hysterical. Mr. Rogers was an incredible yes. guy. Yes. <laughs> 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 okay, that's Okay, it. yeah, no singing. I am a member of the LGBT community, <laughs> so please do not infer that I'm being homophobic in any way. No, 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 we're not. And I'm pretty sure, based on the past two comments you two have made, that you're both bi-curious. <laughs> I just like his sweaters. <laughs> I like Pee-wee. I'm not curious at all, actually. <laughs> I'm certain of it. <laughs> so. You know that question mark they added at the LBGT thing? 
You mean the cue? The cue, yeah, whatever it is. I think I, I walk around with that cue in my back pocket sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you should you should bring another man in. Then maybe you know my aunt Nene can be satisfied <laughs> for once. Oh, how did I see that coming to me? <laughs> you know, instead of the cue, it should just be like a dollar sign, like if the price is right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go with it. Let's roll with that. All right, back to Phineas. So poor Phineas, man's got a hole in his head. We're not we're not taking. I wonder if he could get a Woody. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure he. could. <laughs> no, sometimes you have a head injury. It'll yeah. mess you up. Like well, that. it's not getting any head. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, he was getting bad head. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! Can a head injury really? I mean, that's totally physiological. It's just... It absolutely did it to my father. Yeah. His father couldn't get wood. No. No, it's, that's the truth. That's... I... I... I that, that my... He had to fall down the basement steps, fractured his skull. That's what caused all his problems. And my mother said that what she thought made him tip... Gave him a tipping point was... It might it, be psychological, It too. was... Not with head injuries, it can cause some kind of... All right. Well, this is the 18 millionth time I've heard this story about my grandfather also can i tell you something about yes. my grandfather my grandfather who you've obviously shared yeah committed suicide mm -hmm. um well when i was adopted my mother mm -hmm. gave the adoption agency a bunch of information non-identifying information <laughs> about my biological family yeah. well my mother god rest her soul <laughs> apparently didn't have a lot of scruples and felt <laughs> absolutely no guilt lying about any of this information. So she made up stuff? So she, I grew up thinking... Somebody was, else was a father. I was half Greek. <laughs> that a guy was my father who wasn't my dad. She said it was my dad because my Uncle Chuck had already beat him up. And he, she didn't want him to beat up my real dad. I, I'm basically a Mamma Mia situation. And she said my grandfather died of a heart attack at 42 or 44. So, you know, my entire life I've never had red meat because my parents raised me vegetarian because they were so afraid that terrible heart oh, disease. You couldn't get a Happy Meal at 13. I've never had a hamburger in my life. I've never had a steak because Aww. my fucking mom couldn't just be like, yeah, we're we're all fucked in the head. Watch out for suicide. No, they, she was like, watch out for heart disease, which we have none of. You might want you might want to give them a heads up on you know the bipolar, anxiety, depression, and suicide ideation we all yeah. have. Nope, skipped right yeah. over that. Nope. Watch your cholesterol. Yeah. Well, at least you. Yeah, at least put the girl on the pator. <laughs> putting it in my bottle <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good i mean it was a good it was a good uh don't good, don't try no, it no no i'm just saying it was a healthy choice <laughs> <What>? <laughs> to lie about my well only that it led you to eat healthy that's a good thing that is a good thing yeah, all right so yeah. um you know anyway you jump off a bridge perhaps but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and my uncle only beat up one man 
when apparently there were three choices and at different points in time my mother has sworn that it was one or the other of them poor bastard oh but we all know it's the guy that's dead he's dead too yeah from a brain injury Oh. Mm -hmm. oh, did he work on a railroad uh no he had a motorcycle accident At 23, so oh, I'm, that's, that's sad. I'm really sorry. I I'm sorry about this. that, too, because yeah. he had ass whooping coming. <laughs> that's why you're sorry? <laughs> yeah. Well, you go beat up his brother. You play softball with him. I, I, I just found this out in the last couple of years. Yeah. This how, this yeah, how he's how not beating anyone up that. now. This no. is how fucked up our family is. He's been playing fucking softball with my biological uncle for 20 fucking years but no he's idea. like oh i don't know if he knows about you or not i'm like what the fuck wow. <laughs> fuck it just don't tell him yeah. i don't fucking need anyone else i know there's two outs <laughs> okay guys yes one less dr Christmas. harlow yeah. described the pus mm-hmm. oozing out of phineas's head not unlike lava oozing out of the <laughs> cone of a volcano. Oh, Jesus Christ. Phineas kept a handkerchief handy to... You know, I'm not going to be able to eat a Bavarian cream donut for a long time now. <laughs> this is... Fa- <laughs> this is a... This is a vile picture you Phineas painted to me. kept a handkerchief handy to wipe the pus away from his face. What, what, what do you expect him to do? As it rolled down his forehead. <laughs> the yellowish Seems sludge, reasonable to me. The yellowish and greenish pus included particles of brain matter. Timmy, I'm going to fucking... I'm going to kick your ass for giving me this part of the script. After this is done, I'm seriously going to be escorted out of here by security. Phineas would show bystanders his handkerchief and say, here you go, boys. Have a look at my brain. Well, he had a sense of humor. Well, you know, he didn't have to pay all that money for a PET scan. They could just get a magnifying glass. For a and what? Look, a PET scan. You know how they scan your brain with the PET scan? A PET scan? PET scan, P-E-T. Pump, P-E-T. It stands for something. God damn it, let me look it up. I don't know, CAT scan. Uh, you mean a cat, cat scan? No, Are a you pet refusing scan. pets and cats? All right, while well, he looks it up, you can continue. By the 14th day, Phineas, Phineas's condition worsened. He fell into almost a complete comatose state. Only mumbling monosymbols when aroused. Oh, so he could get aroused. Hmm. Phineas stopped eating and would only take nourishment when strongly urged. The friends in attendance, expecting death was near, quietly prepared his coffin and clothes for the funeral. Man, quietly this they, time. <laughs> they were really proactive in this guy's death. <laughs> Although Dr. Harlow expected death at any minute, he continued to care for Phineas. <laughs> That's what gentlemen do. Well, yeah. he still has an opportunity to, you know, for to write a paper on or something. You know what I mean? He was he was seeing him as a uh, medical subject. At his yeah. Uh, Doctor Harlow quote cut off the fungi, which were sprouting out from the top of the brain and <laughs> filling the opening, and made free application of crystalline silver nitrate to them. Mm. At the time, they couldn't just use a weed whacker. <laughs> Gotta clean your head again, Finnegan. <laughs> In 1848, do you think they had weed whackers? 
You don't need a doctor. He needs a barber. <laughs> he needs a wheel. He needs a landscaper. Use your brain. Positron right. emission tomography. All right. Very good, Colonel. You taught us something today. That's what a PET scan is. It's used to scan. It's just like an MRI. I thought it was like something you would use They use to... it to scan for tumors and whatnot. I, I, I still it... don't believe you. I thought it was something they used to check on the health of your dog. <laughs> it's right here. There's a picture of somebody oh. getting a PET scan right there. When you go to the pet store and you buy a dog, they run across this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you get them chipped. You get the barcode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's see. Uh, cutting off the fungi. At the time, few doctors had the experience with cerebral abscess. But Dr. Harlow, however, was the exception, as he had studied treatment of cerebral abscess extensively in medical school. So he lucked out. <laughs> the simple fact, this simple fact likely saved Phineas's life. What a weird coincidence. So this abscess slowly began to heal. Phineas slowly came out of his comatose state and started to feel better. On the 24th day, Gage succeeded in rising himself up and took one step to his chair. One month later, he was walking, quote, up and down stairs and about the house and even ventured outside because, let's be honest, he wanted to see if the widow was still yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. five weeks, Dr. Harlow thought his patient well enough that he, Dr. Harlow could visit his family in Maine for a week. So the doctor's going away. That's a yeah, dedicated the, doctor yeah, right the, there. the doctor's going away. While the doctor was away, Phineas soon developed a fever and took a turn for the worse. How could he have all that infection and no fever before? I don't know. He's a medical miracle. He is. Kind of seems like Dr. Harlow is the... Uh... I think Dr. Harlow had Munchausen's by proxy thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Finnegan could have been getting better all along. He was just kept whacking his brain down in there, making it swell. I think maybe he had the opposite considering the fact that he got worse when the doctor went do you know what munchausen is yeah it's when you don't really no i i I know that you know i'm wondering it's when you dummy across from me knows. take your kids and break the fingers so you can go to the doctor that's that's not what that is that maybe that's just child abuse munchausen's by proxy is when you convince doctors that your children have medical ailments that they do not have in order to get treatment but you don't generally and you kind of it's it's a psychological thing so that you feel you get sympathy for right. the fact oh okay um, although some people use it to get benefits or whatever right there was that gypsy rose uh documentary yeah. that just mm-hmm. came out that you know where she and her boyfriend killed her mom yeah her mom had yeah. like logan got the rickets my brother had rickets did he yeah logan See? had rickets i don't know I'm just trying to get some sympathy <laughs> oh yeah, me too. My brother didn't have rickets. <laughs> My brother's got the crabs. <laughs> Logan got the chlamydia. <laughs> okay, back to fitness. Back to fitness. <sighs> okay. So let's see. Upon Dr. Harlow's return, Phineas's condition seemed to improve drastically. Ooh, coincidence? I think not. Right? Maybe it's having medical care. His fever now gone, Phineas was able to stand up straight, walk around, and carry on normal conversations. Ten weeks after his injury, Gage was strong enough to return to his parents' home in Lebanon, New Hampshire, traveling there in 
a closed carriage. This was the type of carriage that was used to transport mentally ill patients <laughs> at the time. That's all they had. It was a rubber carriage. <laughs> oh, my God. Straight jacket. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Though he was weak and feeble. Be careful on this. Be careful! Don't hit the don't hit those bumps on the road. We're <laughs> <laughs> losing more brain matter. I need someone a little more headroom because oh. <laughs> mine's protruding an extra six inches out of. It's making me so sad. <laughs> it's a shame they didn't have helmets back then. Well, I, Did he still have the yelling green pus coming out of his head? Most definitely. Mm. Um, in the little town. In the little town of Lebanon, New Hampshire, Phineas became a local celebrity. And, oh, and he was also able to walk upright and normally carry normally carry on normal. Co- well, shit, I can do all that. He carry Lord. on normal conversation. Yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Unlike you, what you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> See, it's not, there's the devil. <laughs> Tourists flocked from nearby <laughs> cities. To wait, 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 wait. What? What? Tourists flocked from nearby cities to catch a glimpse of the man with a hole in his head. Just think. What if, about the hole in his cheek? What if you would have moved to a town that had that place that had the largest ball of yarn? Uh-huh. They could have been a fucking metropolis just yeah. built around those two. I would. I, I would go see him if he was near. I would see him. Yeah. Probably stank a little bit, but. Nothing like that doghouse. No, not like the doghouse. Or the theaters that Tim apparently goes to. <laughs> a long did that time place, ago. Did it just reek of semen? Oh, it semen was gr- has it was such gross. a disgusting it smell. Was gross, yeah, can we just dis- can? I mean, do you guys think semen smells yeah, disgusting? Yeah, I think it smells like bleach. What? Bleach. What's wrong with your semen? Oh my god! I don't want to know what's wrong with your semen, but. But something's wrong. Go see Dr. Lori. I mean, I've never, you know, wiped it under my my nose or anything. I just no. get a bit of a bleachy. What, what about Renee? Have lemon scent it. Have you ever simbed Renee? <laughs> Ash Wednesday. <laughs> it's, probably the, it's probably Renee sanitizing you before, <laughs> <laughs> before engaging in any type of relationship. She does use those Clorox wipes a lot. <laughs> we got some of those by our bed. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it is a pretty disgusting smell. I it's, agree. It's I don't know how I would describe it. Well, fresh semen is not as bad. It's just <laughs> it's the stale. Semen. It's a stale semen. I don't know what stale semen smells. Well, like. Oh, semen gone bad is no. It's it's just spoiled semen. Yes, yeah, I'm an semen. adult who lives in a clean home. <laughs> yeah, you got it. No. Well, <clears throat> I also spent many many years dating women and not men, so I don't. As a as a former tube sock owner. Oh God. After about three weeks, you got to change those things out, Timmy. Yeah. You jacked off in the same sock for three weeks? Oh, he, he, he rotated a bunch between of, the left and the right. Yeah, I mean, I was going to create a bunch He's of... He's not an animal. <laughs> yeah, I turned it inside out. <laughs> you had three pair of underwear, and you'd shower with one of them on to yeah. make sure they're clean. But exactly. you used the same tube sock for three weeks. Well, I didn't wear the sock, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but you put your dick in it. No, you don't. Did you... I think no. I don't. I actually. Have I don't think you know how this I think, works. I think he's saying he, sh- he he would shoot onto the sock. No, you, onto yeah, the sock or just, into the sock. How? It, it's a it's a technique that's hard to <laughs> without people being able to see us. It's hard to explain. But 
you know, you got to get the extra large stretchy sock. And uh, I feel so disgusting. Well, right you now. know, we had we we were fortunate enough to get a lot of new subscribers this past week <laughs> <laughs> that we just lost. <laughs> we. We, we can just take all this out of it. <laughs> oh, we, we don't add it. I'm personally going to go jab a rail through my brain so I don't have to think you about You opened the line book. of questioning okay. on this. So, we so threw, by so late December 1848, oh, wait. Yes. Most of the time, Phineas would honor requests to view his wound by simply bowing and tipping his cap, exposing the large hole in his head. Did stuff keep falling he out? Would, ew. He would allow children to poke their fingers in his head and touch oh, his brain. That's fucking cool. That's man. fucking that disgusting. Cool. I charge at least a dollar. Now, for see, that. I wonder if no. he touched different parts of his brain, like with his arm jerk. <laughs> like, oh. here, here, Phineas, we're gonna make you dance. Play his brain like the piano. Oh my god! I don't let my t- kids touch me until I've washed their hands after they <laughs> eat. No, don't touch Why back there. I saw it. There is not a twelve-year-old alive that wouldn't give his left nut to touch. I would brain. do. <laughs> but what if he hit that hit 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 the brown note on his brain where he soils himself <laughs> every time he touches it? Right. It's like, oh no, my bowels are gone. But how did cool. he not die of infection? Yeah. Well, it's apparently, a medical miracle. He's already fought off enough infection to not worry about it. Because kids are gross. By late eight, by late December 1848, Phineas was improving both mentally and physically. By February 1849, he was able to do work around the farm, including feeding and caring for the horses, yard work, and feeding the cattle. When spring arrived, Phineas was strong and stable enough to plow the field and do half a day's work. All right. Well, Phineas is getting along real well here. Um, but And although physically he was getting back to normal, his uh, personality began to change somewhat. Just a, a wee cranky. bit. Well, he was described as going from being well-liked and uh, professionally successful to fitful, irreverent, and grossly profane. <laughs> It sounds like sounds, sounds like, like my niece over there. Yeah, showing little deference for his fellows. Now he was reportedly unreliable, partial to swearing, and often making inappropriate remarks. I'm gonna start calling you Finian. <laughs> Phineas was gruff and no longer happy-go-lucky. He also seemed to lose all of his inhibitions, both in a social and emotional context. It was not uncommon. <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, she's eating cheese. Meanwhile, the story, it was not uncommon for Phineas to make unwanted sexual advances and even remove his clothing in public <laughs> settings. He was described as being gross, profane, and intolerable to decent society, which actually I've been accused of before, too. Meanwhile, the story of Phineas' remarkable survival started making the rounds in the medical community. There was great speculation that his personality changes were the result of damage to his brain. Specifically, it was believed that the region of his brain injured was must be the key to understanding human personality. It is also believed that these personality uh, that these changes were grossly exaggerated. Later theories, though, suggest that if there were any real changes in Phineas' personality, it was due to post-traumatic stress more than damage to his brain. You know what I think. 
I think the celebrity went to his head and he just jumped the shark. Oh, he became Lindsay Lohan. Exactly. With a hole in his he head. He was like, well, I'm just going to take my clothes off and the ladies yeah, are just going to come. They thought, mm-hmm. Early on, they thought it was a, there was a connection between the, the, the injury and his personality. But apparently it only lasted for a short time. Oh, his personality changes. So later on, the the theory is now that it didn't really impact his personality, other than the fact, like you said, maybe post-traumatic stress. And then. Yeah, so they, they think that was it. But uh, in November 1849, Henry Jacob Bigelow, the professor of surgery at Harvard Medical School, Harvard. he brought in Phineas to Boston for several weeks, and after satisfying himself... What? Satisfying himself <laughs> that the tamping on had actually passed through Gage's head, presented him to a meeting of the Boston Society for Medical Improvement and to the whole medical class, Timmy. Yeah. Now, this may have been one of the earliest cases of a patient entering a hospital primarily to further medical research rather than for treatment. Unable to return to work at the railroad because nobody trusted his ass with gunpowder anymore, (laughs) um, Phineas became somewhat of a human museum. He started to appear at Barnum's American Museum, and he became a carny. The Nailed museum it. was owned by P.T. Barnum. Yeah, it was a museum in New York City at the time. It offered strange and educational attractions. For a nickel, curious customers could peer into Phineas's wound and even touch his wounded noggin. <laughs> you know well what worth you, a nickel. And you know what you could do for a quarter? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think anyone ever licked it? <laughs> I'd, I'd say back a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Phineas, I'd like a little head, please. <laughs> Phineas would stand on the platform Can and... Can I lick your brain? <laughs> <laughs> what would that feel like? For either party? You can't feel anything on your brain. Your brain has no nerve endings. Oh, suddenly you're fucking... Marcus Welby, goddammit. <laughs> I, motherfucker, I got med, med MD or whatever, Web MD. I know. You get, you got Med MD? Is that where you get <laughs> yeah, your PET scans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get my PET scan. <laughs> now, Phineas, Phineas would stand on a platform, describe his accident. Now, this would. But the rotten bastard would often embellish his story. <laughs> you know, if you have a Why? fucking 13 pound <laughs> rod go through your head. I don't, I don't think you think need to. Uh, yeah, what are you going to add to that? Oh, and there was a tiger walking down <laughs> along the side of the road. <laughs> I said, and this, it, it, it yeah. was, it was a, uh, it looked like a Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing went it was 30 it. yards after it passed. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Phineas, everybody knows and, it only went 25 <laughs> yards. Why you got to lie about this? And this happened in Area 51. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of the joke of the talking dog, Timmy. What was that, Colonel? A uh, guy comes up, he's got a dog for sale, and he says, talking dog for sale. And he, uh, this guy's interested, and he's like, I got to go see this talking dog. And uh, so he walks up, it's a German shepherd, and he's like, okay, so you talk. Dog says, yeah. And no, no, is standing there. He's like, Turn, ask him about himself. So the dog says, the guy says, tell me a little bit about yourself, dog. And he's like, well. You know, I started as a puppy, and I was, I was born right in about 1998, and then, you know, I grew up to be a, a trained dog, and then, you know, of course, 9-11 happened, and they went in and brought me in for, you know, 
The military and police used me for a bunch of stuff. Then after that, I went to Afghanistan, um, then went over to Iraq, you know, and helped with the military, won a bunch of medals over there. And this is a joke. This guy's fascinated with this dog. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the guy's like, can't believe all this and he's like yeah i was you know i was the only dog that got awarded a medal of valor and this and that and he's like i, I saved over over 25 times i found ieds you know to stop people from getting blown up and he's like god damn this amazing most amazing dog and you you gonna sell him he's like what so he takes him away from the dog don't away from the dog and he's like you only want 20 dollars for this son of a bitch you're gonna sell this dog this most amazing dog for 20 dollars well, what's the problem? And the owner says, he didn't do any of that shit. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is like Phineas did. Huh? It is like Phineas. <laughs> <laughs> <It's much laughs> you, re- you, really, you really brought it all. Yeah. Weaved it all together, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so after a while, however, Phineas and P.T. Barnum had a dispute over money, which often happened with P.T. Barnum because he didn't pay people. Barnum wanted to pay Phineas less money because he claimed the demand to see Phineas at the museum had dwindled. Well, Frustrated. I mean, that's something you can only see once. Yeah, uh, only it's not a repeat thing. <laughs> no, you not pay for yeah. once. It ain't like cats. You know, right, right. It ain't, he ain't going to have a long-ass run on Broadway, you know, <laughs> right. so. But frustrated, Phineas decided he was going to go off on like his own. Cats. He traveled from town to town promoting himself. Yeah, well. He essentially became a one-man traveling freak show. He should have had a Patreon page. <laughs> yeah. He said he traveled around the larger towns in New England making public appearances with his tamping iron, to which he had apparently become curiously attracted. What? Attached to, I think. Is <laughs> <laughs> Not attracted to. Let me go back and see. Curiously attached. Okay. okay. Attached to so, well, I mean, he would have some kind of it, well, sentimental yeah, value. I, I think there was they had a relationship. They had a very, uh, they had a very personal and, and, and intimate mean, relationship. If you're, make, if you're making a living, you know, telling people about the time that this thing went through your head, it it, it helps the story if you have it there. Well, and it, that's something that would always be on your mind. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay, oh, anyway. God. Tiring of show business. <laughs> he tired of show business. He, he grew t- he grew weary of well, see, show business. You know, he didn't have a, a second act. He should have did a little soft shoe or something. Yeah, Gandhi Dancer. He worked yeah. on the railroad. Yeah. He worked for about 18 months, um, and he worked for the owner of a stable and coach service in Hanover, New Hampshire. In August 1852, he saw an advertisement in the local newspaper for a, uh, from a stagecoach company in Chile. Seeking a driver. He applied for the position through mail and was hired sight unseen. <laughs> <laughs> when he got to Chile, his employer was shocked to learn that his new stagecoach driver had only one eye and a hole in his head. <laughs> forgot to for, include that on your yeah. resume. They're finished. Yeah. And this was, I guess this is back when you could discriminate against disabled people, so... He's, but despite his disability, he was desperate for drivers, and they hired him. And he was invited to Chile to work as a long-distance stagecoach driver there, caring for horses and uh, often driving a coach heavily laden and drawn by six horses 
on the Valparaiso Santiago route, Timmy. All right. With one eye. With yeah. one eye. Now, this was a very dangerous route. It was marred by rugged terrain, deadly cliffs, and the ever-present bandits. Now, how would you like the, to get in that? <laughs> the banditos. <laughs> How'd you like to be a bandit run across this son bitch? Like, well, how would you like to be a passenger and get in, knowing that you're going to go <laughs> yeah. along the rugged cliffs? <laughs> yeah. this With guy blinky. Got one, this guy got one eye. Because <laughs> no, that'll fuck up your depth perception. No, if I was a bandit and I came across that guy... And saw his brain. I'd oh. be like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. You need a few bucks. You're yeah. a bigger badass yeah. Yeah. than I ever you win. will be. Yeah. It's like the ending of Pulp Fiction. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so despite these challenges, <clears throat> Phineas worked for the stagecoach company for some time and seemed to enjoy it. In Chile, he would rise early, groom, feed, harness the horses. He had to be at the departure point at a specified time, load luggage, change affairs, do all those stuff that, you know, they do. Now, despite his injury, he was able to handle these duties well for an extended period, but while in Chile, Timmy, his heart, his health, I'm sorry, started to fail him. Oh. He started to experience seizures, and overall, his just health was gone to hell. Oh. And it probably was, he, I, you know. It had something to do with that hole in his head. I wonder <laughs> if he, I wonder if he smoked. If his diet was good. All right, now going in. If he got some exercise. You know, he's like, goes into the doctor's office there in Santiago. I'm 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 feeling poorly. Yeah, I'm not feeling good. I don't know what's been (laughs) going on with me lately. It just seems like, I don't know. I have this terrible headache. It's migraine. Yeah. Yeah. My vision seems a little off. I don't know. You know, I wonder if he wore a monocle. I don't know. I mean, that would be cool if he wore a monocle on one eye and then put a monocle in the hole. I mean, he could, he could, he should have wore a patch. Yeah, he should have yeah. wore a patch. The pictures of him, though, he doesn't have a patch on. Is it like? Just yeah, it's, yeah. I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll, we'll post a picture on our Facebook page. Well, now he could no longer drive a stagecoach, and he returned back to the states, went to San Francisco, where he lived with his mama and his sister. Under his mother's care, he slowly started to improve and was able to take a job working on a nearby farm. <clears throat> He him. was unable to maintain the job because he developed epilepsy. Motherfucker. Probably because of a result of his injuries. In February, he began to have severe epileptic seizures. He lost his job on the farm because he freaked the shit out of the horses when he would you know go into the seizures. Have? You know what he didn't have? What? Heart disease. Heart disease, no. You can't have a seizure in front of those horses. They do not like it, Timmy. Oh, he was handsome. As a seizure? Oh, yeah, it's a little... Iron Rod went through his hand. He handled it well. As the seizures increased in frequency and severity, he continued to work in various places, although he couldn't do much. (laughs) So he could have done my job. Finally, unable to work, he returned home to be home with his mother and sister. On April or on May 20th, 1860, he had a severe convulsion. The family physician was called in and bled him. Yeah. The convulsions were repeated frequently during succeeding day and during the succeeding day and night. Phineas died on May twenty first, eighteen sixty, at the age of thirty six. He was probably about to sign up to go to the Civil War and fight for uh, one of the two sides, even with a hole in his head. Thirty. But uh, how old was he? <clears throat> he was thirty six years old. He lived for twelve years after that steel rod blasted through his skull. Today, his skull is kept at the Warren Anatomical Museum at Harvard Medical School alongside the tamping iron that 
penetrated it. So you can see it today, Dominique. He was he was penetrated. You could go to you can go to Boston, Boston, and Harvard, Harvard, and you mm-hmm. can see Phineas's skull and the rod that went through his head. What do you think about that, Dominique? What do I think about it? Yeah. Um, I think I have better things to do with my time. Okay. What's your final thoughts, Dominique, on Phineas Gage, the man with the hole in his head? My final thoughts on, I'm sorry, my final thoughts on Phineas Gage. Let's see. I think um, I think Phineas Gage is one of the biggest badasses that has ever lived. Would you have dated him? Dated? Yeah. Um, I mean, would, would you? do you have any... I know you're married, but it, let's say if you were single and a guy came up to you and hit on you and he had swiped a, right on Tinder and he had a hole in his head, would that would that is that a you know is that a deal breaker or um hole in his head? I mean, is he wearing a hat? Is he wearing a top hat? No, no. <laughs> Will he wear a top hat? Pus oozing from his. Well, no. well he had a post pus period. <laughs> yeah, pre-pus period. What too. part of the pus period are we in? Well, let's say let's say he's healed somewhat. I mean, he is a handsome man. Yeah. But the thing I would worry about, Timmy, I'll be honest with you, is the fact that people with head injuries, as we're learning more and more about, you know, they they can go off their rocker without any warning. So would I date him long term? Maybe just just hook up with him. Is that what you're saying? I mean, look, would I be, would I, is there something appealing about being able to say I had sex with the guy who, like, you can, tu- you can touch his breath? I mean, you know, I've, yeah. had, I've had sex I really with people got, just to be able to say I, I really had got sex into with his head. Right. You could say, I mean, oh, I was I all can, into his head. I, I can, yeah. get I can see his line. It's like, Hey, you want to touch this? Yeah. I mean, tell me there's you never been. You want to touch been, this? You got to touch been, that. You've been on my mind. You've been on my <laughs> tell mind, me girl. There's never been a situation where oh. you looked at oh, it I, and I, said, I, I would bang a woman with a hole in her head. I, well, no, no, no. I would where, bang the hole in the woman's head. <laughs> where you say to yourself, I'm not saying that this is like my favorite fantasy. Right. But it's something you, at least you could say you've done. In a week or two, when I'm at the bar talking to my friends, I can be like, Dude, I fucked this guy, and his brain was oozing out of his head while I was fucking him. I literally fucked his brains out. I I fucked fucked his his brains out. out. Yes! It would make for a good story. It would make for a good story. And also, um, I love my husband dearly. Uh, Colonel, your final You don't love his balls, though. I love his balls. I love his balls so much. They're going to get chopped off today. Uh, Colonel, your final thoughts on Phineas? Gage. I like Phineas, and Phineas, I'm sorry for laughing at your misfortune, but goddamn, it's funny. Okay, so <laughs> give it, you want to give us some shout outs to our Patreon support? I got a bunch of shout outs here, Timmy. Let's start with. Uh, but before we do, let us thank. Well, then why in the fuck did you ask me if I, just, I want to I start? Wanted, if you're just going to cut me because off. Because this week has been a special week for us. We, uh, we were mentioned on the uh, number one podcast in Great Britain, They Walk Among Us, uh, with Rosanna. And Benjamin Fenton, they mentioned us on their podcast, and we're getting a crazy uh, amount of new subscribers, and we just want to thank them very much for their support. You know what? And they're the thing about them, too, is they're just such funny and very genuinely nice people. Yes, exactly. Benjamin and Rose. They've, been, and they've been very supportive of us. Aside from, you know, and we joke around because 
Benjamin. Have you seen Benjamin Fitton, Dominique? He is a beautiful specimen of a man. Okay. But his wife is comparable. So that, it's hard to, happens. it's, you look at them and you're like, God damn, who's the pretty one? Because they're both beautiful. You're trying to figure out which one you want to have sex with more. I'm just, no, they're married to each other. They're a lovely couple. Well, I'm, and I'm just very, saying. They're very nice. They're you're, very nice. You're bi-curious. No, I'm just saying that, that you know, it's, it's like me and Renee. You got me, the attractive no, one, and Renee, the smart one. You like know, you. usually you don't have two beautiful people like that together. It is. It's. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we're just very we're very grateful for their support. We are. And I, I will look them up because two beautiful people are a And wonderful. the podcast is amazing. All right. uh, and she has some amazing tattoos. Oh, really? Oh my god, yeah. Oh, cuz I have some in my lineup. She has yeah. some she has one arm is pretty much a sleeve of just different flowers. Very colorful, very pretty. Oh, nice. So. All right. I'll look her up. So yes, thank you, Roseanne and and uh Benjamin and Ricky. Yes, Ricky with Ricky, uh, Squirm. Her uh, brother, he does Squirm Podcast. Funniest sound bitch you ever met. I mean, he is the and funniest gonna, guy I've ever heard on gonna the podcast. We're going to work on a crossover with Squirm. We're going to do one. We're going to try to put together a podcast with uh, Ricky and have him on the show, and it's going to be hilarious. So, looking forward to that. Okay, back to your Patreon. Okay, guys. our Patreons. We got Daniel Sassett, uh, Jim Moyer. Pass it. Pass it. Well, you write like a damn. <laughs> you write like Phineas <laughs> with his eyes closed. You want so we got Jim Moyer, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, uh, Shelly, 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 Shelly. A lovely Shelly. She has the most beautiful eyes. Shelly Garrett. Shelly Garrett? Yeah. She's she's a pretty woman. She's yes. a beautiful woman. I love her eyes. Um, okay, easy there. Paco? <laughs> that sounded a little creepy, but she's very beautiful. You know, I think people, when they have features like that, they get cheated. Don't you think? Because, like you say, she has, be- but I think she's a beautiful woman well, just all too. over, I don't just, you? Yes, she is well, gorgeous. Yeah, but you say she has beautiful eyes. She might that. have a fantastic butt. We don't know. Well, no, and I'm people saying, are talking about her eyes I'm all the time. And we're not soliciting hmm? because we respect her as a person. Yeah, well, of course very, we do. She's very intelligent, smart, and engaging young lady. I'm just saying, I. Think her you can eyes say are, somebody has beautiful eyes. It's it doesn't mean. That they don't have, yeah. that they're not beautiful yeah, in I'm other not, ways. I look at people from. I look at their insides. Oh, he looks at them holistically. I look them. I look at the person's insides. I really don't look at their physical characteristics. I think you're just jealous because there's nothing about you that we say. Oh man, you have beautiful. <sighs> <laughs> okay, Bridget Clavey, who has a fantastic set of of Bridget knockers lo- on her. Lovely lady. Um, <laughs> My God. So, we're going to get sued. No, Bridget's cool. Brandy Bridget's McBride, who has a beautiful set of twin girls. Yes. Um, Jennifer Savota, right here in Cincinnati. Maggie, our resident poet laureate at yes. History Dweebs. Maggie Glover. Of course, the They Walk oh, Among Us Maggie. podcast. She's got beautiful hair. Yes, she I does. I love that hair. She does. Um, she's very, very interesting, too. Um, she is a poet published poet a real poet right yeah. and uh <laughs> i mean like a real legitimate you know make She's a living poet we get it yeah um phoenix down um lorna violet andrea odell jim seabright michael deo kelly um sorry yeah 
Karen Widener, Callie, the beautiful Callie. You know, Callie's got to be Irish. That red I hair and green Callie. eyes. Yeah. Callie, Callie got a mind just sharp as a razor. Yeah. I mean, she'll come up with a quip anytime. Joseph Kerr, Lauren Meridian, Jessica Greeno, Pleasing Terrors, Mike Brown over Pleasing Terrors. Yes, very good podcast. And uh, it's paranormal stuff, ghosts and stories. It's really cool. And speaking of another great podcast, we got Joe Hopkins at the Now America podcast, Now America History podcast. Great podcast, great guy. Uh, Rebecca Omelette, because her last name's too hard to say. She knows who she is. Karen Alden, Cheryl, of course. I love Cheryl. Um, Catherine Richardson, Fiona, Laura O'Reilly. Wait a minute, Catherine Richardson, what's her name? Catherine Cockerod Richardson. Laura O'Reilly. Christine Bourgeois, Donna Curran, the beautiful Maja, Aaron with an A, Kimberly Cambron, Elise. Um, we got the History Goes Bump podcast. With Denise Diane, or Diane, Diane student. student. I'm yes. sorry. Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise, Leslie Hagar, Amber Scoville, Jahara Lopes, Alicia and Chip. Jeff and Dawn with their new podcast. Backroads of uh, History. Backroads of History. And, um, um, poems by Jeff. Yeah, I thought there was going to do one more too, but okay. But Backroads of History is pretty good. Yes, be sure to check it out. I, I haven't there, read. There's, he, there's two episodes. and Jeff's poems, really he does not do anything about girls from Nantucket. No. So, Andrew Happ, Karen, the lovely Karen Barnes, and beautiful Rachel Flynn. Holly Woodward, 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 we hope you're doing good. And Shirley, of course, you're always on our thoughts. Todd Long and Lydia Fisher. Um, Tyrone. Phyllis Munson. Sarah Morgan. Melissa Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> Brittany Martin. Jennifer Siemens. Jennifer, I haven't seen you around in a while. Check in and say hello to me. Cindy Lou. Lauren Zetti. I've seen uh, Linda around, her mom. Yeah, I've seen Linda, but I have not seen Jennifer. Kristen Malachinsky, Heather Poole, Zachary Deloche. Of course, we got Christy Lee up at uh, Canadian True Crime. Um, mm-hmm. That's a great podcast. Charlie and Allie over at the Insight Podcast. Um, John, Sue Story, Nene, Bridget. Um, Burhars, Stacy, Christine, Cheryl Weldon, Rudy, Rudy the Wonder Dog, Rudy the Wonder Dog, um, Jessalyn, mm-hmm. um, we got, of course, um, the Lady Beverly, mm-hmm. who we can Lovely never forget, Lady Lovely Beverly. Lady Beverly. Mm-hmm. And really the reason this podcast happens, Timmy, if it weren't for your mother, the mm-hmm. lovely Dottie. Yes, hi, Mom. I would not even be doing this podcast. I show up and do this podcast to entertain Dottie. Did That's you say, what I'm did here you for. you say Charlie and Allie? Yeah, Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast. Okay. Um, um, but, yeah, the lovely Dottie who I uh, – really, really my career is, is a uh, – as a homage, as a homage to, uh, hey, pay attention over okay, there. Okay, okay. To uh, Dottie. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks, Mom. Uh, we would also like to ask you to check out our new podcast, Colonel. Dead Ball. Yes. Which is much like 
Dominique's husband is going to be after today. It's about <laughs> dead ball. It's about tragedies in baseball history. We invite you to join us. It's on iTunes, so check it out if you get a chance. I, Dom- don't, I don't think the vasectomy you got. <laughs> I don't know if you paid some sort of discount, doctor, but I, I don't think you know what a real vasectomy is supposed to be Did like. they tell you the, pres- the, the technique they're using? Did they say are they using a yes, scalpel and, or? and my husband is keeping his balls which means he had a different <laughs> procedure than you yeah, did see they put a rubber band around mine <laughs> just tied, it, get tied. tied oh. it to a doorknob <laughs> just like a doberman yeah, Jesus yeah Christ. Just, so, they tied it to a doorknob and slammed <laughs> the door after a while quit aching <laughs> yeah he's not getting neutered he, oh okay he, it, it's a no actually when i did get my vasectomy though the kids were little they actually thought that that's what they did was just remove my testicles why so, did you tell your tiny children you were getting a vasectomy people heard about it and they were like what are they doing uh, with dad all, and yeah, it was like, all over and, and yeah logan was about i don't know he was probably about eight or nine or something and he was like oh. dad, so dad got his balls cut off <laughs> I was like, yeah, 30 years ago, son. <laughs> now he's mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So, I, I, D- Dominique. Yes. Thank <clears throat> you for joining us today. You're very welcome. You're going to be doing some work with us. Help, I am. Helping us promote the podcast. I am. I'm very excited. And very I excited. wanted to mention um, to everyone who might not know, we're having a meetup in October. And, yes. Um, DweebCon. DweebCon. Yes. yes. It is... Uh, we have an event page if you go to our history page um facebook page uh we have history grieves the podcast yes Mm -hmm. there is an event if you go to our events dweebcon is on there and you can find out details ask questions uh talk to people about rooming together find out the hotel we're staying at and also we are uh starting to sell merchandise we have a zazzle store so if you go to zazzle.com backslash history dweebs we have stuff uh for team timmy team colonel team brandy we have some cbg stuff and i will be making more products as uh, the days go by so uh, check in often and um, if you have something you'd like on one of our pieces of merchandise you can let me know i can custom make things for you and uh, the prices are reasonable great Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Dominique. Well, thank you for coming here, Dominique. Yes, thank you I, for joining us. I today. don't get to talk to you nearly enough. <laughs> <laughs> we talk like four times a day. Yeah. I know. You told me. We're each other's only friends. I said, yeah. I told you today, I said, uh, so Dominique wants to come into a podcast today. You, you cool with that? Well, she was here yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time on you History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Day. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.